Hi, this is producer Jess. Please be advised that this episode contains discussion that touches on transphobia, sexual assault, bigotry, and racism. Take care. We were watching, I think it was called like Physique 100 or Physical 100. Uh, That's a show with Chris Hemsworth, right? No, it is. (laughs) Not even a little bit. It's a reality TV show and it's like reality squid game. That doesn't sound okay or legal. Uh, well, people aren't dying, but it's like a hundred different... Oh, well, then it's not really Squid Game, is it? <laughs> it's not really Squid Game. People get to live, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's a, it's a, Kore- a Korean uh, reality TV show on Netflix, and it is hilarious. Yeah, reality TV shows where people like wrestle and do physical challenge. It was kind of like American Gladiators, but a little more uh, diverse. In uh, offerings or in casting? Yeah, well, I mean, like the primary cast is Korean, so right. So not not, not super. Yeah, not like super diverse. But then they do have some contestants that are not originally from Korea that are now living in Korea. So, for example, there's this dude originally from America who went there to play baseball, and so he's like this, like six foot seven white dude mm-hmm. who speaks beautiful Korean. So he's, you know, it's a. Mm-hmm. Not expecting it, really. What happened to American Ninja Warrior or whatever? Is that still on? I don't know. I, I We don't have cable, so I don't know if that's a thing or if it's streamed. So And and if it still exists, have they fought the American Gladiators? Is there some sort of feud? Is it like a gang thing? Did they bring American Gladiators back at all? I don't know. There must have been a reboot. I feel like everything I know about American Gladiators I learned in the 80s and quickly forgot. They fight with giant Q-tips. Eighties or like early nineties. I feel like it went up to know. about ninety six, ninety seven. I'm at the point in my life where the eighties through like early two thousands <laughs> is basically the same to me. I had a bit of a freak out the other day because I was like, "What year?" Because I thought twenty fifteen was like last year. Nope. Nope. We're closer to ten years from twenty fifteen <laughs> than we are to twenty fifteen. Because in talking to some kids, even when I'm like, "When what was your birthday?" Because I'm filling out paperwork, and then they're like. 2009. I'm like, ah, what? No. Yeah, that doesn't seem possible. No, it does not. Yeah. I saw something on uh, Instagram. It was like a joke video where this person's like, this is how Gen Z doctors <laughs> act. And I'm like, Gen Z can be doctors? <laughs> like, no, they're they're still toddlers. Oh, no, I'm old. <sighs> yeah. We've hit that wonderful <laughs> phase where we're irritating <laughs> to everyone as we realize our own mortality is quickly snuck up on us. I literally used the phrase to a kid, I walked home from school uphill because A, it was true, but B, I was trying to press a point about how like walking for longer than 20 minutes isn't bad for you. And then I heard myself and I thought, oh my God, yeah, this is what I've become. Uh, some even recommend walking for 15 minutes at least a day. I've, that's what I was trying to explain. Like, you know, exercise is good yeah. for you. It's okay. It's, it's encouraged. And, you know, there are folks out there who run marathons that last for for hours, even. Mm. Not just walking 20 minutes, 25 minutes home on just a level, paved sidewalk. We have got to stop. <laughs> this is the oldest <laughs> intro we've ever done. Holy shit. I know. I'm walking and I had a potato <laughs> and I ate the potato for lunch. And I, and I said, thank you. I, I had no complaints. And I said, thank oh you. Oh, my God. And they'd hit me and I'd say, yes, please, another one. And that's how I got my kink. (laughs) Capital punishment. 
Or corporal, what do they call oh, it in school? Uh, corporal punishment with the smack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we don't do and that. Now I've got a thing for teachers hitting me. Oh my God, that's a... Well, let's not go Blech. down that path. That's gross. I'm just saying some people have gone down that path and where they are now is as a direct result. <laughs> you playing any games this week, Ben? No, 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 no. I've reached a new level of sad, not gameplay. Please. <laughs> But not only am I not like I played a little bit of like the old Luigi on here. Oh yeah, yeah. But I have the same 3DS, the red one. Yeah, that's that's it. But I've been so tired that I don't I can't even really concentrate on that. So I just go on Pinterest and I look at pictures of pretty board games. Oh my god, we can't. This is too old. <laughs> this is the oldest inter I go on Pinterest and look at things that are if nice. If you really want to like put a cherry on top, I can start talking about all the food allergies I've developed in my older ages. Oh god. Gluten, so certain types of sugar. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. I can only really eat dark leafy greens. I shouldn't be eating carrots, but I do. The fuck can I eat carrots? I, I told someone that I work with that I'm not supposed to eat onions or garlic anymore. And she's like, oh, you should just die. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> that's, that's workplace harassment. It's time for a settlement. <laughs> get a settlement and get out of uh, get out of teaching. Well, she said, so what do you put in your food? And I was like, well, other spices. And she was like, no, like those are, that's what food is made up of. Those are the foundational building blocks of all meals. And I was like, not for this one anymore. Well, uh, not for me either. I don't put garlics in uh, garlics. Like an idiot. I like to call garlic garlics, even though I know better garlics. Well, there's, there's, Legos. you could put multiple bulbs, Legos. Anyway, that's, uh, I'm old and, uh, good night, everybody. We can't, we can't keep doing, we're old as the intro to every episode. No one's going to listen. We're actually young and super attractive. No, we're not. Don't, how they dare know. you? <laughs> they are. know. They don't know. They know everything. Listen to my voice. Is this the voice of a sexy older man? It would be great if you started yawning right then. <laughs> also, my voice is terrible, so we got no nasally. I sound like Fran Drescher. <laughs> and nobody knows who that is either. Yeah, you're not missing anything there, folks. Was that more of a dolphin than a Fran Drescher? It's somewhere between the two. Flipper. I envision a future... Where all dolphins have evolved into Fran Drescher. <laughs> Flipper Drescher. <laughs> the nanny, but it's a dolphin with a wig. That would be a really funny cartoon. Kind of like a Mike Tyson yeah, I feel like mystery type thing. Speaking of problematic media. Hey. No good games came out this week, so I haven't played anything. Um, how about you? What did you play this week? Uh, Pinterest. As I looked at game boards, that's no, I didn't. I didn't play any. Okay, wait, wait. Does Pinterest count as a as a game now? I almost bought a fellow this week. Oh, you know, reversey. No, you don't know the game. No, I thought you meant like perhaps the Shakespearean play, and I was like, that's a good one. Oh no, there's a game called reversey, but it's also known as Othello uh, in a in a different version of it, and you have your little white and black. Uh, like checker type things and you flip each other when you go on the other side why is it called othello you must know reversi no uh i can't think of a good reason but that's what it was called here hold on Uh, do you know the play othello yeah of course i (laughs) do i know uh that's probably one of my favorite pieces of shakespeare i always identified with iago Which is probably not anything anyone wants to hear. Well, and as our listeners know, that is the parrot from Aladdin. Yeah. 
Who's named after who? I mean. <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey. Oh, man. Do the yeah. kids still like Gilbert? No. Is Gilbert, I think he passed away, Ben. Probably want a cracker. No, that is not Gilbert. No, How dare you, thing? sir? Hey, I didn't say I was good at <laughs> impressions, but let's find out if he is dead. Uh, yeah, he passed away in April of 2022. So uh, rest in peace, sir. Yeah, you were you were great in the movie Aladdin. Uh, and I can't name a single other thing you've been in. I feel like I saw him on a Just for Laughs episode. Anyway, this is getting weird, old Canadian. We got to, like, ramp it up here. What's happening? Uh, nothing. Let's hit the theme song. Let's go. We've got a controversial topic this week, and it's got to be more interesting than this intro. Welcome back. This is Dork Matters, a dorky podcast for dorks. I'm your dad, dork host, Ben Rankel, and with me is your Ed Dorkator, Lexi Hunt. Hello. Or a fellow. <laughs> or, or Bello. Bello. Um, I have seen the game before now that you've shared the link. I, I, I Yes. Okay, good. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's also known as Reversi. And why is it called Othello? Probably racism. <laughs> the pieces are white and black. It's Othello. Like the play. Yeah. Morality. Well, uh, I think both of us are a little bit nervous for this topic. And all week I've been like, no, we can do this. Yeah, we can do it. I'm not so much nervous. I just don't want to turn it into an entire dump. (laughs) I mean, it is going to be a dump fest. That's what it's. We're here to talk about Hogwarts, not Hogwarts specifically, not the school. Harry Potter, the series. The universe. Harry Potter. The Harry Potter universe. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Okay. So there. That's great. We can start off on a positive note. Uh, Yeah. I feel like we need to split it into two. Like the the positives and then just like the shit fest. Well, see, this is the problem though. And this is what I've been worried about this whole time is that I don't know how anymore to divorce Mm. the you know, the, the, what the series has been or meant to me or other people yeah. uh, from what it is now and from what it is connected to an author who is still very vocal. Do we just, Oof. do we just call her she who shall not be named the entire time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's go with that. Voldemort. Yeah. You know, there's that cultural uh, yeah. cash at work, you know, the legacy there, but yeah, like there isn't a way to really, do that anymore and yeah i don't know it's case by case i know i mean that's for me personally and it's going to be different for everyone but i feel like i don't know how to go into the positives um without without also looking at it but let's try yeah let's let's see what we can do and see if we can approach that in a way that isn't doesn't come across as harmful i think you talk as factually and objectively as possible when possible and just about like this is what was written so for example 
Harry Potter was a series developed by a person who shall not be named here because we're mad at her. And uh, what was Harry Potter, Ben? He's a wizard! <laughs> Sorry, I had to find my uh, my Hagrid voice. There you go. I was just waiting oh, for that wizard, one. wizard, Harry! Oh, that's better. Second go is better. <laughs> so that, that was a lot better, yeah. Um, so Wikipedia tells us that the old HP was a series of seven fantasy novels um, that chronicle the life of a young wizard named Harry Potter and all of the hijinks he and his friends, Hermione and Ron, and all the different students that attend the Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, all the stuff they get up to as they fight against an evil, well, or a dark wizard, one might say, um, Lord Voldemort. Then there's been tons of spin-offs and games and other books and all sorts of things. Yeah. A Broadway play... Another movie series, two movie series. Um, yeah, if you want to go positive, uh, you know, um, mm -hmm. show favorite there made that theme song. Or. No, is that? No, no, I just can't. <laughs> it's going to fucking suck to say, but I can't remember his fucking name. Oh, my God. Can you? Did you lose it too just now after I said that? Is that magic right there? Because it was in my head and the second you said you forgot it, I was like, oh my God. Expelliosis or whatever. Uh, that is super califragilisticexpialidocious. There we go. John Williams. Yeah. John Williams. Did John Williams write the Harry Potter theme as well? I said that and now I don't know. I, I kind of don't think that's true. It's John Williams. Wow. I was Yay. right. Good job, Mr. Williams. You're really raking it in. Yeah. So as long as she who shall not be named doesn't make royalties off of that, y'all can still enjoy that soundtrack. Um, yeah. Okay. So can I tell you a positive memory I have about the whole Harry Potter hoopla? Well, I think that's great context for this because that's sort of... Yeah where we're coming at this from is that this is a positive memory and a positive thing for many, many people in, in sort of gen, gen old, uh, gen Y, gen Z, yeah. maybe a few gen X in our, our fair little town of Calgary here. There used to be a store called McNally Robinson, which was a bookstore and it was a Canadian bookseller chain. And it was supposed to be like this independent bookseller and they prided themselves on doing like community events and carrying like, really rare books and local authors and that kind of thing. And we had this uh, street festival for the final Harry Potter book. And it was supposed to be like the celebration that led up to the uh, midnight releasing of the final seventh book of Harry Potter. And it was on this kind of, what would you say, like Stephen Avenue, which was a pedestrian yeah, headway. mall kind of thing. And every storefront along there changed into a different store from Diagon Alley. And it was this whole thing that the whole community got in on. Mm. And I ran, like, I helped to organize it with my manager, Rhonda Greenaway, at the time. And I was the face painter for the night. And so I sat and I painted faces for hours. Sorry, were you working at McNally at the time? Yeah, I worked there. Did you know Jason? No. RDM? Because he worked I at McNally so. as well around the same time. I worked in the children's section, so I was uh, down in the basement away from everybody, and I did the displays. I didn't even know there was a basement to that store. Exactly. So unless people were there specifically for parenting books or the technical books, because that's where the um, technical books and textbooks were kept in the basement by the children's section. But it was a great memory because it was just everybody had a great time. It was really fun. I painted a lot of faces. 
Um, and then the next day I was supposed to work. But when I showed up, because we had been there until about like 2 a.m., and when I showed up for work at like 9 or 10 the next morning, my manager, Rhonda, was just like, just go read the book because people are going to ask questions about it. You need to be prepared. And so I was paid to sit and drink coffee and read Harry Potter. And it was just like the lead up to it was so amazing. And the night was great. And working at McNally is probably the best job I ever had. And I loved it so much. And so I always have this like soft soft spot in my heart for that mm -hmm. of what Harry Potter brought us. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that's one of the things I feel so like betrayed in some ways that like, how dare this woman take away like something that was so important to me yes. by being such like a malicious. Right. Um, yeah. And I mean, that's the thing is uh, we have to sort of look at you know, our fond memories versus the continued harm of a active yeah. and vocal author. Um, as a quick aside, you working till two in the morning and then coming back at nine <laughs> is, is, a, is a work violation. That's a, that's a labor <laughs> violation. They can't do that. You're supposed to have, I think it's at least 12 hours between a shift. Uh -huh. So uh, violated. Uh, if McNally was still around, they are in Winnipeg. Maybe you can get some sort of settlement. They are. I think their their flagship store is still open, but all the other stores closed across Canada that I'm aware of. Yeah, yeah, that's a la -la -la labor violation. I feel like people like I I don't remember what it was, but I didn't have an issue working. I think I volunteered for it still because can't, mm -hmm. can't volunteer to break the law. I did. I'm just saying. They should have done a better job taking care of you. Womp womp. Just like. Oh, I felt that I was very taken care of in that job because I got a lot of mm, like. Free coffee and Harry Potter. Free yeah. coffee and food. And like they were so good about books. I'm taking away from the magic and the and the moment we're talking about. Yeah, Ben's just ruining all my memories. It's cool. I didn't want to. I just needed to point out labor violations. You'd be surprised at the things that people end up doing for jobs because they're just unaware that they're not allowed to be asked to do that or, or be forced to do that or be treated that way. And I just like being aware of your rights as a worker, even though they are often scant and, and far between, uh, is probably a, a thing that most people should better familiarize themselves with. So you don't get taken advantage by, you know, corporate bullshit. Uh, I did not feel that I was taken advantage of. I got a free book yeah. and I right. was... Not your, not your case specific. Yes, there we go. But anyway. Yeah. I mean, so we get to the point, like for me, Harry Potter didn't become anything that I was interested in until the, the films. Mm -hmm. um, I did not read them when the series started coming out when I was a teenager, yeah. junior high or high school. Um, partly because it seemed a little bit young for me at the time and partly because I grew up Christian and wizardry was the devil. You know, so I miss that until the films, but the films themselves were a, a really blast of a series. And I've always been excited to sort of, mm -hmm. now that I'm a parent, be able to share that world at some point, um, doing book tours uh, in France with, with my, my partner, my wife, we were traveling along on trains and we listened to the whole series on, on, uh, on audio. Yeah. And that's a really special memory for me as well as just enjoying that Stephen Fry, I think narrates most of them or all of them. And that was, you know, it's it's a traveling by train in Europe and listening to, you know, the Harry Potter books. Those are great. But when we get into the whole, yeah. where are we at now with that, though? Because we all have magical, fond memories of this, of this thing. But is that enough to 
try, uh, you know, to separate mm-hmm. these things, this, this author who continually is very vocal in doing harm and, and profits from yeah. this series. Yeah. It's, and, uh, I really appreciated a lot of the comments, all of the comments that came into the Instagram looking through them. Cause there's some really great points because there was a few, I think there was one about like time and space between like an author sure, putting yeah. something out and then over time things change and um, something, for example, like if something was written, you know, 40, 50, 60, hundred years ago at the time, like mm-hmm. things were different and we know better. So we do better now. Right. Can you still see it in the same way? And I found that like, it's such a complex topic because I was thinking, so if we found out, let's say Harry, like Harry Potter existed and then like a hundred years ago, goes by she dies and then we find out that she was this horrible person and she kept it under wraps would we have the same conversation about it because well now history owns it and it's become like this you know big part of society a la lord of the rings kind of thing do we look past it then and so i just i really appreciated some of the comments or all of the comments like i said coming through there because it was really really good food for thought because yeah, it's a, it's a great thing to think yeah. about. Hey, well, time is a huge thing. H.P. Lovecraft, yeah. uh, you know, maybe they're or or, or Tolkien, their their uh, you know um, families or estates still profit yeah. from it, but they individually aren't out there still contributing to the ideals that m- inform the work that they make. Yeah, um, you know, Twitter didn't exist either at the time <laughs> of of you know death of the author being written. <laughs> yeah. uh, and and you know that's it's a huge thing to consider is like we can we take a more act I'm trying to choose my words like yeah like she is still alive and I think that's a big thing for me and the thing that makes it pretty simple <laughs> to me is that she is still alive and actively personally profiting and also not just profiting she is still actively harming people yeah um, we like doubling down like so many people have given the opportunity to be like okay walk it back or. Did you clarify, but she's... No, she, she she's not walking it back. She's clarified that she absolutely thinks this and is hurting people with what yeah. she says. Um, you know, that's sort of the bottom line on that one for me. Well, and I wonder too that if it wasn't for the fact that she now has like an obscene amount of wealth, like one of the big things or draws about the whole Harry Potter world was that the author came from a a place of kind of poverty at the time because she was like a new mom, single parent, I believe. Single mom. Yeah. Single parent. Not doing great financially and now has like. No, she was on supports from yes. the government. Uh, it was one of the things I connected with uh, her personally with my upbringing being not financially sound mm-hmm. and, you know, government services and stuff. When she hit a point where she was financially solvent, uh, I'm just going to paraphrase, but at one point she made a quote about, you know, those supports had been there for her uh, while she was struggling. And so now that she had wealth, she wasn't going to go and try to hide her money. Yeah. Uh, she was going to pay her fair share of taxes and 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 participate yeah. actively in society. And I found that very remarkable and something I found, you know, something I admired. And And yeah, that's, you know, that's still true. That's still a thing that can be true, just like, you know, our, our fond memories of Harry Potter and, and that series and the magic, we we don't lose those fond mm-hmm. memories just because 
she's <laughs> terrible. We get to recontext, <laughs> recontextualize certain aspects of it the more that we learn about sort of her her bent and her mm-hmm. approach and, you know, things you glaze over as a kid that are actively harmful in her writing. Yeah. Uh, but it, like That we might not have noticed right away. And it just shows that, like... <laughs> The more money and power you have, the more you feel that like you're untouchable and she can say whatever she wants and sure, what are you going to do about it? It's right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think, you know, we're just speculating, but you know, I think she thinks she's on the right side of, of things. And that's the thing that blows me away is when a person doubles down like that, like do they legit think that, you know, they're the right and we're the wrong. They're smarter than everyone. Yeah. But it's one of those things that I constantly think about that good people are capable of great evil and bad people are capable of good. Like they're people aren't any one thing. They're very complex, multifaceted individuals. And it's hard to say, I hate a person a hundred percent when you know that about them. Like you, you know what I mean? Like I I want to like you were saying, like she's done good. Sure. But she's actively doing wrong to people at the same time. And it's so hard. Yeah. And I equate it to um, the obsession with other celebrities or historical figures that are similar. And so the one that I always go to is Pablo Picasso, who is a very, very important person in history, mm-hmm. very, very important person in art, in art history. But he was a mother. Like he was a bad dude. He was a groomer. He abused people. He didn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. And people still teach him in art classes to little kids. Like six-year-olds are like remaking Picasso. And I'm always like, so how come we're cool with this? And people are like using, you know what I mean? Well, we're opening up. Yeah, we're we're getting into it. Let's do it. Yeah. We're opening up a whole a whole thing here. We're getting into the patriarchy. We're getting into, you know his his art is considered more important for a lot of reasons uh part of those would be the supremacy of white man uh you know yeah. um and just our unwillingness to confront yeah. uh misogyny and, and like and yeah teach pablo picasso but talk about the things that he did that were awful i think especially for little kids you can be blunt yeah look at how that might have informed his work you can be honest about people in age-appropriate ways like would i go to a six-year-old and be like and then no you're gonna say he made great work that was very important but he wasn't a hundred percent a good person all of the time Mm -hmm. and you can have those age-appropriate conversations while being truthful about these things and so <laughs> sure it would just require a yeah. willingness on uh you know the uh, everybody's the, part the education you know yeah everyone's part but filtered down into uh our curriculum to actually teach it that way you know and and uh, wow i don't even remember how we got here <laughs> anyway <It's>, yeah we're still <laughs> sort of on the idea <laughs> yeah. of, of divorcing you know work from Mm-hmm. from the intent of the creator and you can't do that when someone is alive and telling you exactly what they intended yeah and and how terrible they are and then you get to start looking at the rest of their work and like you know you're talking about recontextualizing pablo picasso well we are already recontextualizing uh, mm-hmm. uh she who shall not be named and looking at other aspects of the work that that she put in there yeah. we're going like hey this doesn't actually pass the like nobody watched a red harry potter and thought the house elves did not seem wildly uncool like mm-hmm. oh these are some people that are subjugated and treated shittily and 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 
not just that, but she, you know, has her main character uh, sort of talk down to and berate, you know, the character, the one character that actually has a problem with this, uh, Hermione, you know, gets mm. c- kind of told that, you know, she's being stupid and, you know, yeah. treating this too seriously. They're just dumb house elves or whatever. And even within that, I remember thinking it was really interesting and then later on, like, messed up that with that whole house elf thing that Hermione's actively going against it. Some of the house elves were like, please stop. And some of the house elves, like Dobby, were like all for it. And I thought, that's a really gross thing to talk. People, some people wanted to be slaves. Like, are you joking me? Is that what you're trying to say here? Like, it was a... Yeah, like, is that where you're... And sometimes a thing is just a thing. And... Right. People, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I always think of the South Park episode where the boys write a book just to see how gross and outlandish they can be. And the right is reading into it is that it's like this dichotomy of like the return of Jesus. And then the left is talking about how church and state should be separated. And people are looking so much into something that wasn't meant to be that deep. But then she comes out and says, no, that's what I was trying to do. And you're like, oh, God. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, we can't get away from sort of the role in what I can't say his last name, Barthes thing, like the death of the author, the idea that, you can't know what the meaning of a person yeah. was when they wrote something like, I am writing the character of a Nazi. I do not believe the things that mm-hmm. I'm having this character say. Um, they're there for a reason to contextualize something, to offer a viewpoint. Yeah. But again, that is written from a place where, A, we didn't have social media and people can, yeah. and, and also in a, uh, and I'm really just skidding out here occasionally on my points, but like, you know, it's, it's not the same as when that essay was written. We are not in that yeah. same context of unknowable author intent. Uh, we can very much know an author's intent. And when we do, everything starts to spin out of control with mm-hmm. what they've created. I don't know if I'm making salient points anymore or if I'm just spinning in circles myself. Well, it's just, it's such a hard, complex topic to really get through because it's just there's no easy way around it especially when it's become as big and yeah worldwide as it has become when you have theme parks about it sure in, in the one hand i get that in the other hand like i think it's 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 brutally simple mm. there's other stuff out there that we can enjoy we don't need to actively put more money in this person who who is pockets yeah and that was a really great point that i, I think came on the Was it on the Instagram? Like somebody pointed that out that (laughs) it was, I just thought that's, I remember reading that and thinking like, yeah, it's a really good point. There's a lot of other wizard like series to get into. Why do we have to get into that? Sure. There's tons of fantasy. This isn't particularly unique. Uh, This British, you know, oh God, whatever no. owlness isn't the only thing out there that we can read for fantasy series. I've got some recommendations, and we'll make those later yeah, on. I have a couple too. Yeah, there's other things that we can read. I just feel like it's actually like, well, a big. I guess mm-hmm. it's complicated in the sense of like removing your own feelings of of nostalgia or or warmth or even beyond that. Like you know, I've read accounts of this meaning something to a lot of people uh, from different communities mm-hmm. or from you know different identities. Um, but the idea of, of 
I see it as simple, even though I can appreciate mm-hmm. the complexity of removing your own feelings from it. But it, for me, it becomes very simple when someone is actively, mm-hmm. actively benefiting and actively harming and using yeah. the benefits and the proceeds of a thing that we enjoy to continue to harm and to donate money to, yeah. you know, groups and politicians that are forwarding the erasure of trans people. Yeah. It becomes very, very simple to me at that point. Like, my feelings be damned. Uh, you know, your feelings be damned. Everyone's feelings be damned. I'm sorry you liked a thing and the person turned out to be shitty. Um, but we should probably just not, you know, we should probably actively uh, just not, it's it's not even difficult. Just don't buy things that are Harry Potter. Don't give them any yeah. more money. And then when they're dead, maybe we can uh, look at dealing with this as problematic media. But right now it's actively dangerous and harmful media. And to be clear, we're not at, we're not wishing the death of a person here. We're just saying that like it is I just want to be clear about that one. <laughs> uh yeah, Avracadabra. No. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, there was one thing I was reading on Reddit today and I followed the Scotland subreddit and I thought it was really timely because it was an article i'm just bringing it up here uh it was a parody article from or maybe it wasn't but the national posted um an article with the title fans of domestic abuser and singer chris brown are disappointed after he canceled his glasgow gig and i thought that's a really interesting way to phrase it because if every single time you talk about chris brown or people like chris brown like that have are not great people Mm -hmm. and you just say what they're like uh, turf, she who shall not be named fans are celebrating anti-Semitic you know, and you know, trans-exclusionary like, radical feminists yes. <laughs> with a slight hint of racism. Uh, author releases new book today, and then you're like, oh, okay, under pseudonym named for another person who was terrible. Like, call a spade a spade, and then if people are like, yeah, I'm down with it, then you're like, oh, so you're a fan of this domestic abuser? Well, this is the like, thing, yeah. Like, oh, okay, then we're th- we're out there, you know? Okay, you know, let's take our break. We got to do Who's That Pokemon. And <laughs> we'll get into what's <laughs> happening this week. We all have, com- um, sum up this first half. We all have complicated, warm feelings about this property, <laughs> Harry Potter. Um, but we could probably all just uh, find some other stuff to be into for a while until someone dies off or... or of natural causes, we're not condoning, like we're not asking for anyone to go If you can abracadaver someone, you have the power to do that. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, if you can magic someone to death, then who's going to stop you? Harry Potter. You have become, what is that quote, Oppenheimer? <laughs> you have become <laughs> I, death. <laughs> yeah, I am become death. <laughs> yeah uh anyhow uh so pokemon <laughs> yeah just na, na, move na, on na, to na, that na. one who's that pokemon do you got one is it Oppenheimer? <laughs> is it on? yeah uh no okay actually here we go you'll get this but it's oh, good no, now. Oh, no here's okay. the silhouette okay is it an a-bomb <laughs> you got it it's <laughs> the atomic bomb. Mushroom cloud. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Too heavy. on this very dark episode of Dork Matters. You know what? Since we're on Oppenheimer, did you ever play Braid? I don't know if I did. It sounds familiar. What was I don't It's this uh platform game, indie game that came out in the 20 aughts or 2010s, mm-hmm. um, where you sort of play as this it's almost Mario-like, but there's this aspect of controlling time. And it has something to do with Oppenheimer and the invention of, of uh, you know, 
the atomic bomb, but I can't uh, I can't recall what it was. But it's a very interesting game, and it's uh, sort of mechanics on its own, and uh, and a beautiful soundtrack. Mm. And yeah, check it out. I think you can play it in browser and stuff, or Steam or something. Actually, you know, it's on iPhone. I'll send it to you. Yeah, that sounds great. Did you get your Jeremy Hot shirt yet? Uh, I have not. I did get my. um, I didn't get a shipping. Which one? I'm really excited. I got my new pink shirt for Pink Shirt Day. What is Pink Shirt Day? Uh, pink shirt is oh, a oh right the bullying thing. the the bullying thing, and so I got it from um, a small store on Etsy. It's a person out of Burnaby, BC, who um, makes T-shirts for teachers and things like that. So I'm excited for my new shirt. Perfect. <laughs> it's the A bomb, or specifically the mushroom cloud of an A bomb. Uh, <sighs> This is a downer episode. See, this is why I was like, you know, like, how do we get into this? Because, yeah. um, What other childhood dreams can we crush? Well, it's like, I don't want to be like, it's simple in a glib way, but in. Yeah. But when I look at the pieces, uh, you know, I'm a simple minded person. (laughs) I'm not very bright, but I can see that if a person is actively doing harm and using the resources <laughs> to do so that we probably shouldn't give them more resources. Mm-hmm. That's the the simplicity of it for me. And, you know, nobody's going to take my memories that I have, my nice memories of enjoying <laughs> that media, but, you know, I have to be an adult or a responsible human being. I have to be part of society yeah. and try to stop harm to people that don't deserve uh, harm levied at them from somebody with just massive amounts of wealth and resources. Yeah. Well, and I want to be clear that, like, I'm... I'm not arguing for her. No, definitely not. I'm, and I want to, but the thing that I struggle with is why have we as a collective society right now decided this one thing, but not these things over here? And I, I don't mean that to be like a, but all lives matter kind of bullshit because all of those things are very, very important. Mm-hmm. But I do struggle with like, is this just because like it's a woman and we're cool? You, you know what I mean? Where we're kind of like, well, what the f- about all these other people? Sure, there's layers on everything. Even when you talk about like Chris Brown, like uh, you know how many white dudes in in music and and, and yeah. Hollywood get a pass on on the abuse that they cause to other people. And so you know, there's probably an aspect in in play of being like, yeah, we can yeah. take down this person easier because they're ex. But yeah, you know, I think another part of that is also like just her, mm-hmm. her very active, uh, her active harm is, is a huge part of it as well. And the betrayal aspect that you brought up before of yeah, it being sort of a safe space for so many people with identities that were different, especially mm-hmm. in that early 2000s era when we were coming out of a pretty, uh, <laughs> how do you describe it? But like, we came into this weird era of like post Ellen where like people were coming out and that was becoming a thing. And then there was almost a backlash in North America toward that where like, you know, Mm. calling people gay was just like an ad hominem thing that you said, like it was just so ubiquitous and easy to Mm. marginalize people. And then I don't know. If anything, the whole conversation makes me realize what a bubble I live in, in terms of like very like progressive or just like accepting people because I never had anyone that I can think of that really used like, oh, that's gay or use the um, F word in derogatory sense towards gay people. I was always, Mm -hmm. I just, I never heard it. And sometimes 
like when I'd see it on TV or hear it from other people, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's like people say that. And even to this day, um, I heard something the other day where someone used the R word to refer to someone and I was just like, oh yeah, I forgot about that word. Mm -hmm. And even like in the context of like Americans, um, I feel like until fairly recently, that was not necessarily considered like the R word considered um, derogatory in some places, maybe. I don't know if that's true. Oh, sure. There's still people that bandy it about. I think part of it is ubiquity, though. If you are steeped in something, you don't notice it until it is identified to you as a thing that you should be aware of. Um, And that's part of the problem with combating uh, attitudes Mm -hmm. and language sometimes that are, are hurtful, is that we have these real real parts of, of, of North America, Canada that, uh, are so like hate is just part of the makeup. It's just social. You might not notice things. But then even like you said, are, do those people think that they're, yeah, no, definitely. They, they think they're in the right and they don't see it as hate. And that's, that's the thing that I'm just like, whoa, you think that yeah. you are. Well, it's snowflakes. The snowflakes have a problem with it. And, and you know, and now we've got this thing against drag queens that are oh, piling up all over North America. Like, all I can say is that if you are out there hating against drag queens, you better not support child beauty pageants. Just saying. Or churches. Mm. They're not equal. I'm saying yep. one thing is actively harmful and the other is a person in a dress reading a book. Yeah. <laughs> like... At a, at a brunch, like, I mean, come on. Yeah. What are we yeah. doing here? Yeah, it's it's not the same. Um, no. It was like, you know, people used to, I, I mean, Calgary's white. Like, you know, we have some higher minority groups in other cities in North America, but Calgary socially, uh, politically, uh, media is white. And so we grew up in a place where we probably spent a lot more time hearing people talk and act in a way that is not is not acceptable um, mm-hmm. generationally. What are some things that you would suggest instead of the Harry Potter multiverse? Because that is like the theme parks, the TV shows, the movie. Is there a TV show? No. <laughs> movies, all that. There's stuff. a potential TV show. I there mean, are movies. Come on. Yeah. The, the, there's so many great fantasy um, genres out there that, like, I've got a couple in mind that I wouldn't mind throwing down sure okay well let's do the easy one first uh you know if you don't want to go to harry potter world try universe uh, like, not universe yeah. that's the bad one <laughs> try try disney yeah it's got its own problems Just, but it's not it's not harry potter land frying pan fire <laughs> yeah uh you know, it'll just take you longer to unpack everything because there isn't a catalyst for one individual <laughs> and one incident who's actively saying stupid shit yeah. out loud. Um, so it'll take you longer to figure out that there's a lot wrong there. So you could at least get a few rides in before you realize uh, that might be problematic. Mm-hmm. For books, I've got a bunch. What do you have? Well, we've got the Dragon series by Lawrence Yep. Uh this is a fantasy series from the 80s uh, that Fiona recommended that I uh, I put out there for everyone mm-hmm. uh, about this kid that transforms into dragons and cauldrons and other stuff like that and goes mm. on adventures. Uh, she said she loved it. Uh, for me, his Dark Materials is a great series mm. taking on sort of... Philip Pullman, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the aspect of souls and existence and the church and all that uh, really up my alley. Uh, like the show as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is done now, completed after three seasons. Yep. The books are great. 
Um, one that I am actually trying to get into, I have it on my shelf and haven't had a chance to read it yet, is the Dark Star Trilogy by Marlon mm. James. Okay, I've not heard that one. That sounds great. It's a, a contemporary um, contemporary chunk of books there, but they're supposed to be really great. And then, uh, you know, the old standby, Earth Sea Cycle, Ursula mm. K. Le Guin. Yes, the dark is rising. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe skip the, uh, the Goro Miyazaki film. Uh, it didn't come out quite the way anyone was hoping, but, uh, the books themselves are, are a blast, a real fun thing. And this is sort of one of the other points that somebody was making, like the devotion to the Harry Potter franchise is just unnecessary. Mm -hmm. Uh, you like fantasy. There's a lot out there. You like magic. There's a lot out there. You can find something else that can be you know, that, that world for you and you will not lose those memories or that warm feeling or whatever comfort that series gave you, but you can avoid participating in the continued harm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. What do you got? Can I make a couple suggestions? Yeah. Uh, yeah, please do. One of, uh, it was a TV show that I watched on YTV, but it was also based on a series of really great books called The Worst Witch, uh, written by Jill Murphy. And it's literally the story of a young girl who goes to witch school and she's terrible at it and she's bullied because she's a bad witch in terms of like she's clumsy, she's awkward, she's kind of a dork, she doesn't really know how to make friends and the people that are good at being witches um, that can make the spells, fly on the brooms, bully her. And so it was a great TV show. I think there was a reboot, but um, really great series of books as well for like the, the YA type community. So recommend... It's a good one, especially if you you like the idea of being in a witch wizard world and out of school, Worst Witch does it for you. Perfect. Um, so the other one, one of my most favorite series actually, is written by Jonathan Stroud, and the it's called the Bartimaeus Trilogy, which I guess is actually a trilogy and then a, a prequel. And it's a story about an alternative um, universe, reality, whatever, where um, the ruling class in England are people that can use magic, so witches and wizards. And instead of casting the spells themselves, they summon these spirits or jinn to do their bidding. And the story centers around this young wizard who is very, very powerful, very, very good, kind of a dick. And it follows him as he grows older and starts to struggle with his identity of being this ruling class quashing the uprisings of people who don't want magic it's pretty dark it gets really violent it's real good so i highly recommend that and then if you like just magic and the whole idea of witches and wizards and that kind of thing um i think it's th white uh the once in future king story of merlin and king arthur getting their getting their start so a couple couple recommendations there for you Lovely. I mean, that's a lot of stuff. Like, so at this point, you, you've got options. Well, even for games, like I know there's a there's a new game out, and uh, I mm, think I haven't heard anything about that. <laughs> uh, the internet's been quiet. With it. No opinions at all. Oddly enough, no opinions. Uh, there's a game that I started playing and keep trying to come back to you on Xbox that John suggested I play. It's called Little Witch in the Woods. And it is so cute. You play. Oh, yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, it looks super cute. It is super cute. It is funny. It like your hat is basically like the sorting hat from Harry Potter, but your hat talks to you and is your companion, and you're trying to help a little village out by 
casting spells, growing materials, harvesting things, and it's and making potions. It's like it's a cute game. If it ever comes out, I think we're both waiting for this one, but Witchbrook from Chucklefish. Uh, yeah. Uh, that sounds like a great game. Since you brought it up, the sorting hat has never sat well with me. There's something <laughs> fucked up about the sorting hat. And, and, and Slytherin as a house, like you're just evil if you're in Slytherin. I know they try to walk that back later on, but like there's something really fucking divisive and, and uh, you know, marginalizing about the fucking hat, throwing you all into competitive groups that like hate each other from the start. I know. What is up with that? What's up with that? As Jerry would say. A part of me just wonders, is that just like British? I don't know, man. British school systems? Like you go into this house and you fight against, like, I just don't know. You know? My father-in-law did not get sorted into any houses. Uh, he is an <laughs> he Englishman. Was not part he, of the... he, did not, uh, he did not get sorted. There was one part of a Harry, I can't remember exactly what, but there was a Harry Potter moment where the the fat cousin, mm-hmm. Dudley, went to some type of boarding school where they were supposed to hit each other with sticks. And I was like, man, that is just, that's an old world thing. Hey. Yeah. Um, why, what do we got for other video games people can play? Like there's a whole other conversation to be had about this video game and, and, and the choices and the, you know, sort of legacy of, of she who shall not be names intent and how that is like, you can't separate a game, even if she wasn't involved in the creation of the game. Mm-hmm. Her ideals and her world uh, are are influenced uh, into that. You know, there's there's no separating that part of it at this point. Yeah. What do we got for games? Other people can play. If you haven't played Elden Ring yet, get in there. Um, you know, Mario Kart Eight is always great. Is it Witchcraft <laughs> and Wizardry? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> I would like to recommend the Final Fantasy series, which uses witchcraft, wizardry, all sorts of things in many different ways. Mm -hmm. My favorite one that covers some really interesting topics, as we have talked about, is Final Fantasy IX, where we really get into the concept of the magic user. So that is my recommendation. Just get into it. Uh, Yeah, personal favorite game in the series, too. Uh, Vivi, if you're not crying over Vivi at the end, you... You don't have a heart. Yes. Oh. And um, I also really just like the the artistry of the mages in Final Fantasy. Beautiful. Everything about that game is beautiful. Oh the like, pre-rendered yes. backgrounds, the music. like It's – and I, I just – again, I know I've talked about this before, but I just love the concept of this like traveling troupe of actors – causing mischief and then solving crimes and helping people like everything about that game is amazing it's a great intro into that game uh it's a night it's a it's a really fun place to start like putting on a stage play with the tantalus group yes so good my i I do want them to remake it just to speed up the gameplay as scotch because i tried to play it through again recently and it's just a it's a just a tiny bit slow it can feel slow yeah. But other than that, I, I can appreciate oh, such a that. Great game. Well, what do we want to say about the legacy of Harry Potter? Do we have anything else oh. that we haven't hit on yet? Um, Stop being such a turf lady. I mean, that's what I, yeah. my closing moment here. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's, I find it unfortunate. It really, like, it hurts my heart that someone can be out there that is just like, when, when someone comes to you and says, hey, you're doing harm, please stop. 
And then people are like, nah, I'm going to keep doing it. Like that to me, I'm just like, what are you doing? Because they think you're wrong. Yeah. You think that they are not doing harm or that if they are harming, they're harming the right people that they're supposed to harm. They're in some sort of mm. war against other individuals who just want to exist. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate that she's come out and expressed some sort of uh, personal issue that happened to her. I'm trying to talk about things without using specific words that might trigger people. Yeah. We'll just put a... You know, she was sexually assaulted and for some reason that has influenced her her desire to hurt trans people and to keep them from being accepted in society. And it's probably makes a very straight line of sense to her, but it is hard for me to to understand that. If anything, like the takeaway from that is trauma is a powerful thing and the importance of getting help therapy yeah therapy right that like your trauma does not mean all people are a certain way and trauma does not give you permission to harm other people yeah Um, yeah you know even by mistake yet if you are a self-aware individual you should be able to notice that you have caused harm even if you did it accidentally and seek help and and try to get better and and make sure you're not a problem to other people that is not a thing that is happening here no So I've got this, I've got the saran wrap pack like of of Harry Potter books on my shelf. And at this point, I'm unsure if I'm going to crack those open. I used to be excited to read those yeah. to my kid. I don't know. I really don't. Do I want to go through and explain? I mean, you know, I, I already bought it is the <laughs> issue. And, and then that's the thing, like, or even um someone once said, Well, what about if you get something out of the library? Because then you're not contributing to their wealth but you're yeah right but i'm adding to the legacy of another fan another person who has to decide if like you can make that my kids can make those decisions when they're old enough to read or or engage with that media but do i want to be like this is a great example of of i don't know i i don't know i i'm still i'm still trying to make that and i think what it comes down to is i'm going to leave it on my shelf and read other stuff first and and push that away for a long time. LeVar Burton had this whole thing about like banned books and the importance of reading banned books and making decisions for yourself. And um, I, I think someone asked like, well, what about, you know, like the, the scary books, like the bad books? And he was sure. like, well, you know. We got into that with Ryan Estrada yeah, too. Like what, what, and so do and, we, and his book. we say that like you shouldn't read Harry Potter. I don't think it's like, I think you can, but you have to, you have to really consider its impact and then make your decisions and like if someone came up to me and was like i love harry potter i'm gonna go to harry potter world it's too important for me i wouldn't i wouldn't judge them like i i would just be like that's a personal decision that you made it's i don't know that it's a decision that i would make but yeah i just i don't know i don't know i don't if somebody's going to nazi land i'm gonna judge them um Ah. I know, I know, I, mean, I know. <laughs> so if if you're going to Turfland and giving money, you know, she makes cash mm-hmm. off of that. Or at least it continues to propagate her empire. So at this point, like, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I probably... I mean, people go to North Korea. Like, it's... I just don't know. I don't think, like, I don't think it's my place to tell someone they're right or wrong i have to make that decision for myself oh sure I yeah mean, i get that aspect of it but i will say that like 
I think X is wrong. And so if a person is doing that, I will consider their choices. Uh, am I going to go and, you know, scream at you about it? Probably yeah. not. But like, I'm going to need to reconsider the way that I interact with you in the future. So if I go to turf land, <laughs> because, and would you be like, well, podcast's over? I don't know if I'd do that, but I'd be like, hey, I don't, I think you should reconsider doing this. Uh, you know, we've got listeners that are not, that are not going to be uh, pleased with that. We have trans listeners, we, mm-hmm. you know, and we have non-binary identities that mm-hmm. listen and like, Knowing that, would you want to do something that you know would hurt them? No, no. And like I said, that, and that's the thing that baffles me about she who shall not be named is the fact that people have said you were hurting people, and for her to be like, "Yep." So right, isn't that simplicity then? I don't know. <laughs> if doing X hurts others, should you do X? And again, my mind—I am not a philosopher. I'm not a super smart individual. I'm just a country dad from out oh in the God. woods, from Kentucky. Yeah. From Calgary. Uh, from Calgary. Yeah, just a little little uh, Kentucky fried lawyer Futurama reference there. I'm just a poor boy bird. But I might be simplifying things in a way that other people will be like, oh, there's more nuance to it. That. But, but generally, if someone says you're hurting me, then you stop doing the yeah. thing that hurts them. Yeah. And, and supplying her with more cash to continue to forward off to other people. Again, I am not going to go out and start telling people, you know. Uh, yeah. Like I'm making a public statement right now. I don't think that it's like this, whoever listens to this, I don't think that's a great idea. I think that's a mm-hmm. harmful thing to do. I am not about to go find somebody on the street wearing a Harry Potter shirt and punch them in the face. No, no, no. no. I have Harry Potter books on my shelf. I'm just saying we know now how actively harmful participating in that universe is and participating in that merchandise and that legacy. And I personally wouldn't want to continue to do that. Mm-hmm. But uh, did we come to some sort of final point here? Explore, treat people with treat love, people with be love. kind, and yeah, explore. And if they say you're hurting them, then even if you don't understand it, don't limit yourself. Well, and also explore the rest of the world. Like, don't, I think that this is the danger of, of fandom. That when you follow blindly anything or anyone, that's not healthy or right. And that you should be exposing yourself to the wide range of artistry and creatives that are out there. And not just like putting all of your eggs mm. in one basket. That's my yeah. takeaway. Explore the world. Don't get caught up in the hype of a single person. And, and make entire ident- identity to that person or that thing. Well, that, and that's the big problem here. It's the same thing that happens with like Christians is there's so much of like your individual identity tied up in a, in a media now mm-hmm. in a intellectual property uh, that you are hearing people tell you that it hurts and you are not just unwilling to listen. You're just actively fighting against them. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that throws me. It's like, you don't need to understand why something hurts somebody to stop doing the thing that hurts them. Yeah. Oh, and you'll get the, oh, well, oh, everyone comes up with something that hurts them and blah, 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 blah. We can't just stop doing everything. Yeah, we can. We can. It's, it's A, that's not true. <laughs> and mm-hmm. B, you know, you're not stupid. You, you know when there's a big thing that can cause harm and when somebody's actively doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you stop it? Like, how do you stop Star Wars? 
how do you stop Star Trek? Exactly. And that's what I mean about, and that's, I just want, again, want to be clear. I'm, I, I, I do agree that I think it's a simple choice, but it's a, how do you stop when it's become this juggernaut of a societal force that like people who are across the world know Harry Potter and like you say, right? And that's very evident this week with like, you know, the legacy game coming out. Yeah. It's just thousands and thousands and thousands and whatever millions. Like it's it's a huge selling yeah. game. It's all over Twitch. Like, no, can we, you know, can each individual like can we can we pull back the tide of uh of Harry Potter? No, but maybe this is where we look yeah. at the separation of author, the death of the author thing, in that we can't stop Harry Potter, but what we can stop is giving money yeah. to this author of Harry Potter. And, you know, at least for now, <laughs> until they're dead. And it's been a hundred years. And then we can look at it back like HP Lovecraft and be like, oh, that dude's fucked up. But I kind of like the idea of Eldritch Gods. Yeah. And just it being like the basis of so many other um like subgenres and things like that, because like with Lovecraft, so much of what he wrote was the basis of so many things that are really important and went on to be these other, well, sure, you know, really important things. Yeah, but everybody can collectively be like, that dude was a racist. He was a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. and so like Lovecraft as well. You get Eldritch horror. There wasn't, you know, you didn't have Eldritch horror options at the time. There wasn't like six other people writing Eldritch horror. Yeah. books that you could reference or Good, influence. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, Tolkien's very similar in that, like, you know, kind of blew up the European fantasy scene. Um, also probably, uh, kind of a shitty racist anti-Semitic person. Like mm. there's, there's evidence of not being super cool there either. Um, you know, but, but also dead for a long time. Even, um, what's his face? Roald Dahl. Mm-hmm not necessarily like wouldn't want to grow up to be him same with uh shell silvers like there's so many authors that they weren't great people they created beautiful works of fiction and art and all of these things and i just like i keep coming back to the so why are we not having this like well we can't ever talk about charlie and the chocolate factor like we got to stop that yeah. you know what i mean and i think like, it's important that we're not you know like i don't think either of us are trying to say like we can individually stop Harry Potter, but you can certainly divest your interest away from the continued yeah. proliferation of the wizarding world. Yes. It does not need to continue on. You don't like, we don't need, you know, maybe the game's fun. Maybe it's not, I'm not playing it mm -hmm. personally. I've chosen not to, but like I've got other games I can play. Yeah. I don't need to spend my money on that particular game. And I'm too tired to play a game. I just stare at board game <laughs> pictures now and go to sleep. There's just there's just too much money that that is being used to like you know. I would say don't don't watch you know Rings of Power if uh, the Tolkien estate was making tweets on a regular basis about how they hate you know mm -hmm. everyone <laughs> or how they want a specific group to suffer or be misgendered or treated poorly. Yeah. Uh, so there's that removal of of mm -hmm. you know of that part of it uh yeah it's it's that active money going to a person still still carrying a banner for hate that is the is the the thing i don't think we can stop harry potter from being a cultural yeah. phenomenon we can't um 
you know, we can't stop Star Trek from being a cultural phenomenon, yeah. even though, you know, the longer it goes, the more we hear what's his face wasn't super awesome all the time either. Who? Shatner? No, no. Shatner is apparently a piece of shit too nowadays, but, uh, uh, no, I'm talking about what's his face. The, you know, our, our Lord and savior of Star Trek. Roddenberry. Oh, oh. Scandalous and oh. sort of awful in a lot of really? ways. It, I didn't it turns know that. Out. No, my God. Yeah, we'll see. This is the other fun part about this problematic media as well. But, you know, also not around right now in the age of Twitter, you know, making horrid statements um, that are actively hurting people. Yeah. And that's really, I think, the big component here. we got a lot of problematic media out there. Uh, not all of those creators are... are you know, are are we aware of in such a uh, respect of their hate and their activity in hate? And I think that's a big part of it. This comes back to the, I don't like the term cancel culture. I like the term consequence culture of like, I don't think that we just blindly say like, no, you're canceled. And we never speak of it ever again, but to just like hold people accountable for their actions. Sure. And a term like cancel culture was just co-opted by, you know... Yeah, exactly. Regressive folks in order to sort of make it into a meme or whatever, meme. Um, a meme, yes. A meme. But if if people who do wrong are able to reflect, but, yeah, are able to reflect and then grow and are able to redeem themselves, then like, you know... Oh, sure. Yeah, we've got to have room for, you know... You have to give people an opportunity, yeah. Uh, yeah, and here's a... But when a person consistently doubles down on the, like, I know what I said, I'm like, ugh. And she who shall not be named is is doing exactly that. There is not a, a moment of reconciliation or reconsideration or, you know, giant swaths of money being, you know, placed in... in you know, trans mental health or surgeries or like advocacy, like, you know, she, she ain't making reparations. No, like, she's blowing past that she's line. Currently from what I've read, funneling money to anti uh, trans activist groups. So like, yeah, yeah. Ew. You need to really, 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 really stop and think about whether that money, whatever percentage of a video game gets to her, uh, you know, or, or a book sale or, you know, a ticket to HP land for a butterbeer. I know we all want butterbeer. We want a magic wand. I don't. I don't. That sounds gross. We want, you know, puke flavored jelly beans from Diagon Alley. Oh, I remember when those came out and everyone was so excited. Like, oh, just like the, just like the book. Where, where's my, you know, frog that jumps around the cabin. Those were a simpler time, Ben. Yeah. The chocolate frog? Oh, yes. Instead, you just get the dark chocolate because you can't have sugar anymore because of, you know, age. Oh, dark chocolate's garbage. I I'm love just going to say chocolate. No, Nobody I like, loves dark chocolate. Dark chocolate is... I like a dark salted chocolate. No, right here. I love a dark salted chocolate. Delicious. It is not better than milk love chocolate. It. Milk chocolate eventually just starts to taste like syrup. I think if you're getting bad yes. milk chocolate, yes. If you're getting no, like... even like... Run-of-the-mill no. store stuff, I... It gets to be too I feel sweet, like but... society has been brainwashed into thinking dark chocolate is any good, but it just tastes like gritty chalk. I like it. I believe you. I'm, I'm saying not, it right there. I love it. I will respect your feelings on dark chocolate. <laughs> Thank you. With like the pink Himalayan oh, salt on it. Oh, uh, good so salt good. I'm all about, though. I believe in good yeah. salt. I, I like salt. Yeah, I like the flake salt. I also went to a coffee shop in uh recently where i realized that i actually can taste 
flavors in coffee if somebody other than me makes it. Oh, yeah. Uh, the best coffee I ever had was in this coffee shop in Amsterdam. And then when we came back to Canada, all coffee tasted like crap. I was like, I still love coffee, but I'm like, why can't I make my coffee have like at least two to three distinct flavors and layers to it? Like, what am I doing wrong? You know, when people say that like with like a whiskey or a wine, like, oh, do you taste the... No, I don't. No. Never. No, it tastes nobody like burning. does. Until you go and visit someone who does it properly. With, yeah. yeah. But if you just get a... Yeah, a bottle of whiskey from the store. You sip at it. You, you don't. No, know you're lying. You're it tastes like burn, <laughs> sugar burn. It doesn't even taste like sugar burn. Just like poison in mouth, and then you're like, "Oh, it's so good." Was that a sipping whiskey? I don't know. Oh, it's a sipping what whiskey. Is that? I don't know. Uh, nobody can do anything but sip whiskey. Uh, okay. Get out of here with that shit. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like saying I don't know just makes me too wishy washy, and I don't want to go out on that. But like. <laughs> I'm I'm not personally feeling wishy-washy about it, I guess. I don't think there's a good way to end it. I think you just kind of go, yeah. Think about think about your choices. Try to think about approach it. them with compassion. And an open mind, like don't just I just I think that's my thing is just like we we you cannot tie yourself to a thing blindly. That's great. Don't tie yourself to a thing blindly. Look at what's happening and try to choose actions that uh, will cause the least amount of hurt to other people or no hurt. Because that's what a dork does, Ben. Yeah, dorks. They look out for other we dorks. look out for each other. Take good care of each other. The most important song I'll sing today. That's what we all should do. It's a Fred Penner song. Yeah. Is that a song? Oh, I didn't know Fred that. Penner. Yeah, maybe Jess can drop it in now. That's a that seems like a good way. That's to a go. that's a great way to go out. Fred Penner is like the like the perfect image of compassion and empathy that we should all aspire to. Thanks, Fred Penner. God, I hope he's not a turd. Oh God, don't say that thing. Please don't. Come on, Fred, keep it together. Oh, Fred Penner. Fred, I'm sure you're fine. Rafi's fine, so you can't be bad. I love Rafi. You're a boy, Raf. Baby beluga in the deep, in the deep blue, blue sea. Swim so. Is that how it goes? Heaven above, sea below. When the little white whale on the go. Oh, that's a good one. Baby, but okay. You know beluga, what? Beluga, baby beluga. beluga. Is the water warm? Is your mother home with you? So happy or something like that. You listen to a lot of Raffy when you have kids. It just comes back around and you're like, yeah. That's a... Sandwiches song is a good one too. I don't think I know that one. Oh, you will. If I sing it, should I? You do it. Should we have some fun this episode? Yeah. I like ring, 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 banana phone. Is that a Raffy song? Yeah, that's a Raffy song. Yeah. Ring, 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 banana phone. Yeah, it's a rappy song. I don't know the sandwich song. Sandwiches are beautiful. Sandwiches are fine. I love sandwiches. I eat them all the time. I eat them for my breakfast and I eat them for my lunch. If I had a hundred sandwiches, I'd eat them all at once. Fred Penner. I can't. I can't have gluten anymore. <laughs> That's it. That's That's the end of the episode. We brought it around. No gluten. I'm sorry. No gluten. No gluten. Uh, Diarrhea expelleramus. Raps? I could do a rap. (laughs) Yeah.
Blotus intestinus. Blotus totalitus. <laughs> Until next time. Dork, 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 I miss Brad. Thanks for listening to Dork Matters. If you like the podcast, subscribe, give us a rating, and tell your friends about us. If you are a fellow dork and have a dork issue that you think we need to discuss, tell us on our social media. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter. You can also check out original art and other content from Ben and myself. We'd like to say a big thank you to Yabra for the use of our theme song, Dance, off of their Astral EP, as well as a thank you to Jess Schmidt for producing and editing our podcast. Thanks, Jess. Dork Matters. This podcast is created on the traditional territories of the Blackfoot Nations, which includes the Siksika, the Begaini, and the Gaina. We also acknowledge the Stony Nakoda Nation, Sutena, and Métis Nation Region 3.